Hello fellow brethren and welcome to the Faith Encounter Service from the Cordes Family Church University City, Philadelphia. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Oposui, a beloved son of Bishop Daniel Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith, and allow the Word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. God is good. I don't know if you know that the Lord is good. Have you experienced him to know that the Lord is good? Yeah. I want you to just close your eyes and speak to the Lord right now. Just talk to God right now. Tell him how good he is. Express your love to him with your words. Open your mouth and talk to God right now. Talk to him. Yes. Speak in an unknown tongue. Speak as the Spirit leads. Speak. Give the Lord some praise. Give the Lord some worship this afternoon. Lift up his name in this place. Give him all the glory. Let him have all the glory. Let him have all the glory. Let him have all the glory. Nando lobo sataya bandele neme. Kibarando sandalimo toshalanda lados inemandele mene. Krabadolo sundala mantala mandala mandole mashandele menene. Marandolo mo shatana mandele menene neme. Kandolo monomo shadala mandolo mo sataya mandala We give you the
Father, indeed, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. You deserve all the glory. And you deserve all the praise and all the honor. We lift up your name in this place, Lord. May the Spirit of God speak to us like never before. We pray, Lord, that our time here will not be in vain. But the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls, will be ministered into our hearts. We take authority of this atmosphere. We bind every spirit of depression, every spirit of the devil that is at work in this room. We ask in the name of Jesus, and we declare in the name of Jesus, that all such spirits be driven out right now in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of God dwell richly amongst us. Father, may your presence, the supernatural presence of God, come upon us and fill this room. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We know you are here. You are with us. And you will never leave us or forsake us. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. It's good to see you all in church today. Exciting to be, to be here. Amen. And it's good to see you. With your new baby. Well, it's not a new baby anymore. It's a, a grown-up man who comes to church. Baby Trey. Um, so, the Lord has been good. Um, and I'm grateful that we... I'm grateful, I'm grateful to be here. Um, I was away for about, what, six days. Um, just so happened that just when I was getting used to the time zone, I had to leave again. <laughs> so I feel very much in two different places. Like my night is day and my day is night. But God is good. And, um, I want to say that you must always believe and trust in God. No matter what you're going through, always believe that God is there with you. Amen. God is by your side. God is going to fight for you. God is going to help you. Never give up on God. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? I said, never give up on God. Trust him. I said, what? Trust him. And he'll take care of you. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to start a new series. We've been talking about this year being the year of the shepherd. 
And um, I believe that um, we are all going to become shepherds and workers for God. Anyone that is here today must believe that God has called you to do something and there's a great purpose for your life. The devil can defeat you the moment he's able to convince you that there is not much worth or much that you can do with your little life. The moment the devil is able to convince you that you, you are going to amount to nothing or you are not worth much, the battle is over. That is why I believe it's in First, Second Corinthians chapter 10, I believe. Can you go up there and let's see if, it's, if I'm right. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought every thought. So your mind and the way you think is the first step to you becoming anything in this life. The moment you are able to capture, look at it, it says bring into captivity. Captivity means capture, to bring something into control or under control. The moment you are able to control your thoughts and you are able to control how you think and even what you think about. That's why the Bible says in Philippians, I believe it's chapter 4, it says, whatsoever things are true, think on these things. Because the things that you think on and the things that you meditate on have a way of shaping your life. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue in these things, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. So, your thinking and what goes on in your mind is the very bedrock of how your life is going to turn out. And you can never and should never take it for granted the things that go on in your mind. And also the things that you allow to influence your mind. Because many of us, we don't 
set out to think about evil or to do evil or to do something against God or something that God doesn't like. But things have a way of influencing us. So you need to be very, very strong about what goes on in your mind. Am I, am I, am I, am I preaching to someone here today? Yeah. When I look at your face, I cannot tell what's going on in your mind. Who was it that said that there is no description of, do you remember that phrase? Was it, uh, there is no description of, the, of a man's mind in the construction of his face or something like that. Have you heard that? Have you heard that before? You've never heard it before. That there is no, there is no description of, oh, I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find it. Use these words to Google it. Something will come up. In other words, if we look at your face, we can never tell what is going on in your mind. There is no description in the mind or someone should please look for I need to say that thing properly. <laughs> you know, it's important when you are quoting people, it's important that you quote them correctly. Recently, I was watching a movie <laughs> and the person will <laughs> quote something and then you say it. <laughs> Who said it? Shakespeare. Shakespeare. What did she say? She said it, Shakespeare, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare, that's, that is it. that's what I'm looking for. In fact, that, this, is a, this is a modern version. This is a modern text. There's no art to find the mind's construction in the face. Yes. See, I mixed up, the, I, there was a construction somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare, Shakespeare said that. There is no art to find what? The mind. There's no art to find the mind's construction in the face. When I look at your face, or if you look at someone's face, there's nothing that can tell you what they are thinking. A happy, that is why in certain places, you know, someone went somewhere and saw that it was at a funeral and saw that the people were smiling and dancing. At a certain, in certain places, when people die, they dance. They have parties. And so you walk there, you, I mean, if it wasn't because people were wearing black, you cannot tell that this is a funeral. Because the people are smiling, people are happy, they are drinking, they are eating, they are having party. I mean, it's a normal day. But it's actually someone's last day or someone just got buried. So your mind, I'm actually preaching about shepherds. I mean, you becoming a shepherd and why you are called to be a shepherd. But I want you to understand this thing before we jump into that. That what goes on in your mind 
and your ability to control your mind and the things that are going on here is probably your most greatest battle. You know, so the scripture we read before in 2 Corinthians, if you go up a little bit, go back to verse 10, chapter 10. Yeah. No, go, 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 next, next. Yeah, they said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So that scripture alone tells you that you are fighting a certain battle. Do you understand? And it's telling you about the weapons of the battle. And it's saying that the weapons of that battle, they are not carnal or they are not um, fleshly. They are not physical. It's not an AK-47 or, or where's Mimi? What other weapons do you have? Say that again. Say a machete. Yeah, it's a weapon. It's a type of weapon. It's a type of weapon. In certain places, they fight with machetes. It's a type of weapon. <laughs> yeah, it's a type of weapon. So it, it is. It, 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 the important thing for you to recognize is that you are in a battle. I, I want you to get that part very carefully. You are in a battle. It's a war. There's a war going on. Everybody here is in the middle of a war. And you are battling for your life. Yeah. The question is whether you know the type of war you are, you are fighting. Because many of us don't know. We walk through life not realizing that we are actually fighting a war. And so when you get defeated at the end of your life, you'll be like, oh, really? What happened here? You didn't realize you were in a war. So when you understand that you are in a battle or you are in, in the middle of a war, then you begin to understand or you need to understand what weapons must I have or what is the nature of this battle? And what is the nature of the weapons that are used to fight this battle? Shakespeare said what? There's no construction, whatever, acts. But somebody else said that don't bring a knife to a gunfight. That was not Shakespeare. That one is a rapper. A certain rapper said, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Do you know who said that? No, 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 no. This is like, I think it was Jay-Z or somebody like that. You can search it and see. Yeah. Oh, look, people say all kinds of things. Amazing. Recently, I was watching, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, impeachment trial. The impeachment trial. And then a certain one of the senators or something was speaking. I mean, he was, he was speaking, 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 speaking. Then he said, his last line, he said, and if you don't know, now you know. 
And I said, whoa, I know this line <laughs> from some time back. I know this line. So I went and I Googled. I said, where is this thing coming from? I said, ah, this man. This man said it a certain a few years ago. Hallelujah. So if you don't know, you, now you know that you are in a battle. <laughs> you are in a war. Look at the next verse. It says, the weapons of this war, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, the pulling down of strongholds. And then it goes on to tell you that you have to be able to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So don't let the devil make you feel that you are not called. Okay? That's the whole point of this little discussion. In Matthew chapter 22 and verse 14, the Bible says, For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are what? Called, but few are chosen. Now, God intends for everyone in this world to get to know Jesus and get saved. That is his desire. That as you have become saved, as you are enjoying God's presence, as you, are, you can lift up your hands and praise and worship him and, and you have hope and a future and all these things, he, 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 he wants that same, he has that same desire for everyone else in this world. And so he calls us who have experienced his goodness. Uh, who can sing the song that the lady sang today? That, that God is good. Some of you know that God is good, but nobody else knows that God is good. Because you haven't said anything about the goodness of God. Your experience, the experience that you have of God, if someone else was to hear about that experience, they would be completely and totally awed. Your experience, the experience that you take lightly, someone else would hear that story and would be shocked that there is actually something like God or a God who can do this, or who can do that. So, when God wants to save the world, he's not going to just ask a few people to reach out to the whole world. He's going to ask a lot of people. Are you with me? Yeah. So, Many times you see, you go to a church and you see that there's only one pastor who sits in the front row 
Maybe his wife might sit next to him. And it's like they are called and everybody else is, is not. Or they are the chosen and everyone else is, is unchosen. It's not true. Many are called means many are called. It means that God has called a lot of people and has called all of us to do something. Hallelujah. What does it mean if many are called? Many are called means that large numbers of people are called. It means that masses are called. It means that numerous people, countless people, lots of people are called. And if you were God, I, I, always, I, I, I always refer to this statement that I heard my pastor saying. He said that if you were God and you had six billion people to save, would you choose a few people or you send out many people? Yeah. If you were God and you had the whole world to save, will you choose one pastor, one person here, one person here, one person there, or you would desire that the whole, everybody will go out there and, and work and save them. What would you do? Let me ask you, what do you think you would do? You choose a lot of people. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, God has called many people. And we need to understand that we are all part of what God is doing. And what God expects from us as Christians, as believers, is not for us to just be pure warmers, but to rise up and do the work that he has called us to do. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I'm sharing a few facts about the, the call of God. Just a few facts about the call of God. And the first one that I just shared is that many people are called. Now, the whole church, you know, they are, if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, look at it, Ephesians chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 11 says that, um, uh, go King James Version, please. It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. This scripture has told us, or a lot of us understand the scripture to mean that the people who are called to do God's work are the people who have these titles, these five titles, apostle, pastor, prophet, evangelist, teacher. And if you don't have this title, or if you are not called to be an evangelist, or called to be a pastor, or whatever, then you are not among the people that God has called to do his work. That is a total lie. That is a total lie. You are not... God is not waiting to confer upon you a title of evangelist before you begin to work for him. And the fact that you don't have that title does not disqualify you from working for him. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I, I, I came here to tell you today that God has an assignment for you. And you need to get up and start doing it. Get up and start working. Every major assignment that God has, the ultimate aim and the ultimate goal is for souls to be won 
and for people to get to know Jesus. Yeah. So anything that you are doing for God, if it is not leading to people being saved, people getting to know about Jesus, his goodness, his mercy, his love, his peace, his restoration, the joy that he brings, the Holy Spirit, if it's not about these things, then you have missed it. So, God calls a lot of people, first fact. Second fact is that there is a call to fruitfulness. Now, a certain man said, another quote, today it seems like there's a lot of, there are a lot of quotes. We've quoted uh, Shakespeare, we've quoted a certain rapper, <laughs> anonymous rapper. And, but do you know who said that? Martin, you know the person. You don't know. Huh? The person who said, um, if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, so you know the person. Like, yeah, pretending like you don't know. He said, now you're saying, oh, you've always known. Now, a certain man said that you don't need to hear a call. You are already called. Think, think. It's a singer, a certain man called Keith Green. He said, you don't need to hear a call. You are already called. So everyone here who can get into a debate of, are you called, am I called? What is the call? When is the call? When is the call? How is the call? You call, me call, I call, we call. It's a useless conversation. The point is that once you are sitting here today, you are called. You are called. You are what? <laughs> called. Now, what do I mean by you are called? You are called in John chapter 15, verse 16. Listen, it says, John chapter 15 and verse 16, it says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go forth and bring fruit. Go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This is the call. Everybody is called to fruitfulness. God has, a, he said, I have chosen you. You have not chosen me. You, you, you didn't choose God. God chose you. God sent his love to you. You didn't love him. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it said, For while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While you were still in the sin, Christ had died for you. Before you got to know about Jesus Christ, he had died for you. And that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Maybe you were looking for an ordination ceremony. For someone to confer on you the title of apostle or the title of an evangelist. He said, no, don't worry about that. I have already chosen you. I have already ordained you. Yeah, remember that. God has already ordained you. Anytime someone, any, if someone were to ever call you, bring you down, I mean, pour oil on you, give you a crown, whatever. All those things are human things. God, God has already ordained you. 
already. And he's watching you. God is watching you. God is very patient. You know that, right? Yeah. God is very patient and kind. There's a song like that. I mean, there's the scripture like that, actually. God is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. So it means that God is patient and God is also kind. And he can sit. God can just wait. I mean, he can just wait and watch. And no reaction. And he's just waiting. And he can show his love to you and he'll be waiting for you to respond to his love. And you wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. So, there's a call to fruitfulness. And everybody and every Christian has that call over your life. God is expecting some fruit. God is asking you, of all that I have given to you, of all that I have done for you, where is my fruit? It's a question that I ask myself all the time. And you should be asking yourself that question too. Like what, what after all that God has done for you, what is there to show? Where is your response? Where is your response? Where is your response? I, 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 I want to challenge you, okay, to think about God's love and think about what God has done for your life and ask yourself that if you were God and you did this, what he has done to you and for you, what would be an appropriate response or an appropriate communication of love back to you as God, if you were God? Do you understand the question I'm asking? Yeah. So let's say that you, you, had, you, you had a beloved or something, and you showed some love. You know, Sharon, what, how, how would you like to be loved? Because you, I see that you like love. How would you like to be loved? Yes. <laughs> how would you like to be loved? He can say that's all you want. Okay. Anybody else who's willing to come to say how, somebody, how, how would you want to be loved? No bound, boundless love. Wow. Boundless love. I mean, it's like, it answers the whole question. It's like, everything, no, no restrictions. Boundless love. Everything included. It's a total buffet. A complete package. 
How do you want to be loved? What's the, what is the way of showing you love? Quality time. Wow. Wow. Quality time. Spending time with God. Talking to, of course, I mean, do you, when you say quality time, you mean not just sitting there doing nothing, right? Talking. Talk to me. Tell me how you feel. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Relax. You people, relax. Hold on. Listen to the young lady. Uh -huh. Go on. Tell me how you feel. Uh -huh. Let me know what you think. I, I want to know you and you know me too. Wow. Yeah. Charlie Martin, you're in trouble, though. <laughs> Martin, he knows that he can't keep up. He's like, he's like, look, 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 I'm in trouble. Yeah, but that is the, that is the, that is the love of God. I mean, it's like, you, you have to be able to demonstrate to God that you love him. If you want this from a man or from a woman, ask yourself, don't you think that God deserves more? Yeah. Quality time, talking to me, talking to you. Hey. It's a revelation, I tell you. And just go and spend time with God. My goodness. This morning I woke up and I was praying, you know, and I just felt... You know, at a point, I just felt like it wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I just was not, uh, I, I wanted more. I felt like I wanted more. I just wanted to be in, in God's presence in, in a certain way. I just was not connecting in a certain way, you see. And I'd been there for hours, you know, I was there, I mean, by 6 o'clock, I was awake. And usually when I wake up like that, I know that God is he's calling me. <laughs> yeah. When, when I wake up, maybe at 6 on the dot, like by the time you open your eye, pick up your phone, check, and it's exactly 6 o'clock or exactly 4 o'clock or exactly 4.30, not 3.57. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about exact on the hour. Am I the only person? Haven't you experienced that before? Yeah, you wake up at exactly a certain time. Not like you didn't plan it. Like exactly, maybe 3 a.m. and then you are up. When that thing happens, you better jump out of your bed and go and pray. You see. So I was just praying. I was just, just lying down. I mean, I got up, went into a certain place, you know, and I was just, I was there. Talk to me, talk to you. That type of thing. Quality time. Yeah, two, three hours. I still was not connecting to the thing. I was still staying there. You know, you have to learn to stay in the presence of God till you, you, you connect. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to be there. You have to be there. You have to be there. And just, just keep talking to him. Keep, keep praying. Keep singing. Worshiping. I mean, whatever. Just stay in the presence. It is more far more important to stay in the presence of God and to try to connect to God and try to have a relationship with God than, than to, to read all the books and everything that you can find. Yeah. And that's what most of us miss. You see, most of us miss that part. 
talking about deep quality, quality time. You know, with God, you have to make the time. Because when you love someone, you, 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 you spend time with the person. I was, I, was, I, was, I was watching you guys, you know, at eight, eight, around 8 or 8.30 or something. And um, Brother Allen posted, oh, we are going to pray. You know, and I was saying to myself that these people, I'm sure that, how many people called? Three or four. I said, oh, look at that. They are all asleep. Yeah. And he finished. He finished the prayer. 8.30, he finished. I was still there. 9 o'clock, 10, 10.30. Almost five hours before I walked out. Pray. At the point, I was praying for some of you. Some, not all. Some. <laughs> of course, I prayed generally for the church, but I mean, there were some specific people that I, I, I prayed for. You know? And you see, it's good. You, you also have to understand that, I mean, some of you, maybe visiting or something, but you, you, you need to also understand that you need to be in a church that believes in prayer. Do you understand? Yeah. Not just um, lights <laughs> and nice music. You also need to, you need to be in a very spiritual church where they believe in the Holy Spirit and they pray. And they believe God for miracles, signs, and wonders, and amazing things to happen in people's lives. Yeah. You have to believe, you have to be in a place like that. Where your pastor can remember you in the middle of the night and pray for you. Yeah, you need to be, you need that. I mean, I have that. As in, I mean, I, I know that people pray for me. And so, I also pray for people. Especially in the church. Oh, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. I was praying for, she in particular, I was praying for her today. Yeah. In particular, I pray for other people, but she's one of the people I prayed for. <laughs> yeah. And I've prayed for other people at different times. But you see, I, 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 I don't just get up and say, oh, I'm praying for you. No. By the time I was praying for I had been there for four hours already. And it's not the first time. I do it all the time. It's, not, it's, not, it's nothing new. Sometimes I'm praying and I'll call people and I say, look, let's pray. Not that we are praying together. You pray, I'm praying, but we are praying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I just call you and say, pray. I'm also praying. Pray. Yeah. And they'll finish praying. Maybe in an hour, they'll finish praying and say, oh, I'm done. I say, okay, good, good. And I continue. And sometimes I just need somebody to agree with me. That's all. In the prayer, because there are some prayers that it takes agreement. You see, and it's not like I need to hear your voice pray. No, 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 no. I just, I just need to agree. The Bible says that if two shall agree as touching a thing, it shall be established. Hallelujah. So, Understand that God expects us to be close and intimate. And he, he wants a certain response to his love. Are you with me? A certain quality, boundless, boundless. I like that thing, boundless. Like no restrictions and no specific 
It's like it has to be one hour. It has to be two, 25 minutes or it has to be two hours. It's boundless. You see, I, I just want to be there with him. I just want to be around God. That type of experience. That's what God is looking for. And you will not enter into a certain realm until you are able to master the ability to be in God's presence. And to pick yourself up and go into a place purposely that you are going to speak to God. Purposely. Deliberately. When you get to that point, you say, no, you are, you are now maturing. Yeah. Because when you read about the people in the Bible, recently I was reading about, about this, and I realized that Moses, when, when you read about the Bible, I mean, about people talking to God, and Moses spoke to God, and he said, and, and, and God spoke back to him, said, if, if you don't go with me, if thy, if thy presence um, doesn't go with me, I will not go. And, and, and God says, no, I will go with you. What do you think they were doing? What do you think was happening there? It was a prayer session. Moses was just praying to God and believing that God was saying that to him. That was what was going on. It's just, the only thing is that it was written. He wrote it down that, and I said this to God, and God said this to me. That was it. And it found its way. He said, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up, he- up thence or hence. For wherein shall it be known that I am a people? I and the people have found grace in thy sight. Is it not in that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated? I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. How do you think this happened? Moses was praying... And believing that God was speaking to him. Some of you, you pray and God speaks to you and you, you, you don't believe that God has spoken to you. If you believed, you would have written it. One day it will be in, in a certain book. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was Moses. That was, he, just, he just prayed and then he said that. And God said to me. And God said to me. And God said to me. And, God, and we call people prophets because they said, God said to me. And you're afraid of them. Yeah. And all, all that happened was that the man came and said that God said to me. And then you are shivering. Meanwhile, you can also pray and God can say to you. <laughs> yeah. Number three, third fact about the call of God. Some people are called in a spectacular way. So, first thing we said that many people are called. Second thing we said that, um, what did we say? Second point. You are called unto fruitfulness. And then the third point is that some people are called in a spectacular way. Acts chapter 9 verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? And he said, Thou, art, who art thou? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Then he, he said, what else did he say? Next verse. And he 
He what? What does he say? I can't see from here. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. So this is an example of a dramatic call, a spectacular call. You are walking around, and then suddenly a light shines all around you. And then it, maybe you're on your horse. Oh, no, no horse. You are driving your, your BMW, and then suddenly the, 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 the BMW is filled with a cloud. And then a voice from heaven enters into your, DV, your CD player and then begins to speak. And then it says, the, the voice says, uh, uh, what, 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 go back, what does it say? And then he said, go, go, go back to verse, <laughs> verse 3. And he fell to the earth, go, no, verse 3, 4. And he fell to the earth and said, a voice came, came unto him saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So you are driving your BMW or your Mercedes Benz. You are going like that, doing 90 on the 95. 95 on the 95. You know, and then the voice has just entered. And he says, why are you persecuting? Why are you driving so fast? You, see, you hear a voice like that. And then you, you begin to ask, God, what are you saying? Then God says that, look, I want you to stop whatever you're doing and go into this place. Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. Wow. Many of us would like something like that. Because it will make it easy for us to follow, to follow God. It's like God appeared to me and he said this, X, Y, Z. Clearly. I have had some experiences that I genuinely believe that God appeared to me and spoke to me. I've had such experiences. I mean, there was no light, whatever, but I believe that, I mean, and I heard a voice and all of that, yeah. You know? But it is not everybody who has such a spectacular, fantastic, astonishing call. It is true. It is real. It does happen. But it is not always the case. And so if you are waiting for God to call you spectacularly. Hey, I'm struggling with this word. If you are waiting for that type of spectacular call, you may, you may be waiting for a long time. And it will not happen. What God has called you to do is to be fruitful. You need to rise up and be fruitful. Just stay in your fruitfulness. You will receive that spectacular call you are expecting in your fruitfulness. Because everybody has the call to be fruitful. Call to be, a spectacular call is an, is an addition. It may or may not occur to you or in your life. Hallelujah. And you know, I even believe that sometimes people who are very hard and very difficult, they are the ones who actually receive such calls. I mean, they receive a call in such a way because it has to be so spectacular for them to believe. 
if it was not, if it was not wild enough, they would dismiss it. Yeah. So you take somebody who is actually on his way to go and persecute Christians. Somebody who is, who is going to kill people, who is going to do something really evil. And then God appears to him like that. Because if God didn't appear to him that way, it, he would never believe it. See, so, so which, which means that most of you, you have gone past this stage. You are not the type, you are not the Paul type of Christian. Or you, are not, you are not Saul. You have gone past Saul. You have, you have accepted Jesus. You are, you are a born-again believer. So most likely, your call is going to be a, 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 a very fruitful-based, cool, quiet type of call. Yeah, true. Let me share with you. So let me show you. Actually, yeah. So point number four, ordinary calls or being called in an ordinary way. Look at it. First Kings chapter 19. Very quickly. We have just one more point that we, 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 we'll, we'll continue next week. Are you, are you learning something? We've done three, three facts. So we're on number four. First Kings chapter 19 verse 11. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount. This is um, Elisha. Sorry, Elijah. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. So there was an earthquake, a major earthquake. So God said, go and stand upon the mountain. And then I am going to pass by. And then there will be a major earthquake. Mountains will be moving. Mountains will be shaking. Great things, wild things will be happening. And break in pieces these rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou, Elijah? So Elijah must have been expecting that God was coming to speak to him when there was a mighty wind or when there was a mighty shaking of the rocks an earthquake, or when there was fire from heaven. Because some of us, we are waiting for fantastic things to happen. We want fire to fall down. Like, you want me to be able to raise somebody from the dead before you believe that I am also called. Yeah. Some of you want amazing things that you haven't even seen before. I was at a program one day at a, at a, at a, a meeting and I saw a certain man praying for, the, a woman came into the church with one leg shorter than the other, about one foot short. So her leg was like that. And so she, walk, she walks like that. One foot, almost a foot like that. And I was at the meeting and the man called. He said, I can see somebody here with a shortened leg. Come to the front and let me pray for you. And the woman ran. The woman, 
The woman ran from the back because I was sitting at the back. I saw the woman sitting just a few meters away from me, feet away from me. And she went into the church, and I was watching it live. I could see it live. The woman, the, guy, the pastor said, sit down. And she sat down. And the pastor put the two legs together, and it was one foot short. And the pastor said, I'm praying with you today. This, your leg, is going to be restored. And I was watching it live as the woman, as he began to pray, and the woman's leg began to extend. It, had, it started moving and moving and moving and moving. Live. Not Hollywood. <laughs> live. I saw it with my own eyes. It moved, it grew, the leg literally grew till it was equal. He said, get up and go. And she stood on her feet and she was there like that. I, I, I mean, unbelievable. There was a guy sitting, a few, the guy who was actually sitting next to this young lady, he almost collapsed. Yeah, when he saw it, he almost collapsed. He started shouting. That was his conversion. I mean, he wasn't a very serious Christian, but from that day, he became, I mean, up to today, he's a very wild Christian now. You see. So, God may not speak in such a fantastic way. Most of us, we are going to experience God and his call over our lives in a very still, small voice. He's going to whisper things to you. Just going to say one word. <laughs> you, you, you may not even understand it. He's just going to say, love, love me. Or, I love you. There are many people, many ladies, all they want is, I love you. Nothing, not much. Just say those three words. It's more precious to them than all the uh, bags. What's the name of the bag, Martin? What's the name of that bag? Louis? Is it Louis? Louis, okay. All the Louis bags that you can get. Yeah. You can get as many Louis bags as you want. It is, it's not as valuable as I love you. Number five. Number five. 1 Timothy, we're closing with this one. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. He desireth a what? A good work. God calls people also by their desires. That's the fifth fact. God calls people by their desires. Some of you, God is calling you based on your desire. The things that you like. That is what God is actually using to call you. Yeah. That is what he's using. Maybe you, you desire to teach people. Maybe that's your desire. You've always wanted to be a, a professor or a teacher or something. You like to hang around students or be there and be helping people. That is your desire. And that is how God is calling you. Some of you, you may have a gift or a talent when it comes to music. That is God's call to you. Recently, I was watching a video. Um, Dr. Creflodora, you know Dr. Creflodora? He was playing the piano and singing. I could not believe it. I mean, he was so good. I mean, this is just this year. He and the, his church, they couldn't even believe that it was their pastor playing the keyboard and singing 
I mean, you would think that he's a multi-Grammy award-winning. Which one is music? Is it music Grammy or the other one? Sorry, Oscar. Oscar is movie, right? Grammy, yeah. You would think that this guy is like an award-winning artist. But you see, when you hear his, when you hear his story, you see, that's actually how he started. He was a keyboardist. He was just playing the keyboard like that. You see, so some of you guys who play the keyboard and all of that, it, it, it's, it's a desire that you have. See, I always want people to play. I want more people. I want, um, not just Alan. I want all of you guys who know how to play. When this guy did, came and he wasn't playing, I was asking him, why are you not playing today, right? I was asking him, why are you not playing the drums? He said, oh, he didn't come for rehearsal and all of that. I said, okay, fine. Monday we'll get to a phase where we have multiple drums and then three people can play the drum if they want to. You see, but all of you who have these gifts and talents, you have to use them. You have to be playing. You have to, don't just sit back. You have to play the guitar. You have to play the instrument. Whatever it is, you have to just keep doing it. If that's your interest, keep doing it. God is going to call you through it. Yeah. God has a plan for your life through your desires. Hallelujah. Yeah. So believe God and trust God that he has a plan for your life. Yeah. If you didn't know, I'm telling you. Now you know. Yeah. If you don't know, now you know. Stand to your feet and let us pray. <laughs> I want you to just talk to God. You know, tell God, tell God something different today. Anytime you stand up, you know, you might be you might be feeling like you've said everything that you want to say to God and there's nothing more to say. But I want you to pray this afternoon and just ask God, tell him that whatever it is that he has called you to do, he should lead you and bring it to pass in any way, any kind of mysterious way and any type of mysterious circumstances that have to work together for his will for your life to come to pass. Pray that that is exactly what will happen. Tell him how much you love him and how much you, 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 you want to serve him and you want to, you want to work for him. And tell him to use you, to call you, to use you. As he has called you, ask him to use you. Pray, lift up your voice, open your mouth and speak to God and say, Father, use me. As you have called me, use me. May, my, may, may, may the call of God upon my life not be in vain. May the call of God upon my life not be in vain. Pray and ask God. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Always. If you are here and you have you have given up or you have forgotten about the call or you have said that this thing is not going to happen anytime soon. I am exhausted. I'm tired. I've been doing this for so many years. I don't see where it's going. Pray. Tell God something. Tell him about that particular situation. Yeah. 
Tell him that you desire to be with him, to obey his call over your life, and ask him to help you. Sing it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Maybe you are here today, you do not know the Lord Jesus. I want you to pray with me right now. Lift up your voice, say, Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus into my life. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. From today, I will serve Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you once again. Yes. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for your word that brings deliverance, that sets us free. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to speak to our hearts. Minister to us, Lord. And bring us closer and closer to you. May we fulfill the call upon our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, it says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. 
this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as, of, as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Father, we thank you for the cup of blessing that we drink. I, re I pray, Lord Jesus, that as we partake of this meal and as we remember you, Lord, right. our lives will be influenced not by devils and demons oh. and strange things, but Lord, we will be influenced by you and by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I am not of bread and a cup lift up the bread say this is the body of Christ say it one more time the body of Jesus say it a third time this is the body of Jesus eat it take the cup and say the blood of Jesus say I'm washed I am cleansed. I am made new by the blood of Jesus. Drink it. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for your blood. We ask in the name of Jesus and according to your word that the blood that has power more power than anything else in this world. That power would speak for us. 
that power will cover us. That power in the blood of Jesus will heal our bodies, will heal our minds, will bring refreshment into our lives in the name of Jesus. We surrender our lives to you, Lord, and we ask that, Lord, you would take absolute control, lead us in paths of righteousness. Father, when the enemy comes against us, may he fall in a thousand ways. May we always be victorious. May we overcome every plan and every plot against us and against our lives and against the call of God upon us. May we walk into our destinies and walk in the paths that you have chosen for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the word of God. If you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us, please contact us at the Kodesh Family Church, University City, Philadelphia or call 267-809-5530. Thank you and God richly bless you.